Next on BYU Sports Nation, choo-choo-choo boogie. BYU basketball earns their best win of the season, taking down ranked St. Mary's. Sophomore center Corbin Kafusi joins us in studio. How did BYU beat the Gales? Plus volleyball center Leo Durkin joins us on game day. And the greatest pilot in all of America. Seriously. <laughs> and who wears short shorts? Zach Salyastas, and it's cool. Let's go. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. This is how we do it, BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Friday, February 5th, wherever and however you are dialed in. Welcome aboard, my friends. I am so happy today. I am so happy. That is Jerem Jordan, my co-pilot of two and a half years. My name is Spencer Has it Winton. been that long? Two and a half years. Wow. The over-under was two, so I'm, I'm glad we made it over. Listen, this is show 641, dude. Wow. I'm so happy today. One, because it's a Friday. Two, because the Super Bowl is playing this week. Three, because BYU beat St. Mary's last night, and four men's volleyball is on tonight, tomorrow. I am pumped. We need to give due credit where this victory really began. Now, Where? true story, the pilot. This is awesome. The pilot of the St. Mary's flight announced when he realized that the Gales were on board. He welcomed them and said, I am a Cougar. Then he said, congratulations on your top 25 ranking. My condolences for losing that ranking after BYU beats you tonight. All the passengers are hearing this, and then he plays the Cougar Fight song in its entirety. I confirmed this with St. Mary's. This did happen. <laughs> Do we know this pilot's name? Yeah, I, he tweeted at me yesterday, and I couldn't find his name. So if, okay. if he is listening, or you know what his name you is. You are the man. Seriously. An early rise and shout to Cougar Pilot 17 or whatever your Twitter <laughs> handle is. That is awesome. Okay. The, the other thing that was really cool from last night, and there was a lot of cool things. This kid, this seven-year-old kid, okay, if you saw this picture last week, he's at his elementary school. His name's uh, Spencer Cloward. 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 Seven-year-old at Lone Peak Elementary School in Sandy. I think he's from Draper. He's the only BYU fan at, uh, wearing cougar blue amidst all these Utah fans doing the U signal at his elementary school on, you know, uh, University Pride Day or whatever. Yeah, it's like this assembly. That- yeah. He's just Lone Ranger, Johnny Depp, sitting in there by himself, BYU fan, okay? So Derek Stevenson gets that family. He takes them on campus yesterday, and BYU gives them the, you know, royal treatment. I met him before the game. I gave him a wristband, took a picture with him, and told him he's the best BYU oh, fan amazing. I've met. Which is so cool that he represents. And he was on the fr- uh, first row of the Rock last night. He met a bunch of people, talked to Tom Homo, Nick Emery, all these guys. It was cool for him to be there and cool for BYU to treat him like that. got to meet that. Kalani Satake. Yeah, and Derek Stevenson. I think Stevenson, Kalani was gone. He just the, sat oh, in his office. God, yeah, sat yeah. in his office. Derek Stevenson's a former BYU football player, for those that don't know him, and he's, he's bought in. And it was his mission to make sure that this kid was rewarded for his loyalty yeah. very, in that moment. Very cool. You know, Spencer, you're the man. You're the coolest Thank Spencer you. I know. Thank you. Oh, oh, you're what? <laughs> Oh, what? Oh, we're gonna. We're also gonna talk to Lauren uh, Jones Spencer coming up on the show, the women's tennis coach. So two amazing Spencers coming up on the program. Hey, it's a Spencer type of show. What else is new? It is every day. Yeah. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation headlines now: Men's basketball, as we mentioned, beat St. Mary's, the 25th ranked team in the country, 70 to 59. 
The seniors, Chase Fisher and Kyle Collinsworth, on point. They combined for 36 points. Cougars back to work against Pacific at 4 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio tomorrow. Corbin Kafusi will join us in 10 minutes. P. Norton says the pilot's name was Greg Short. Greg Short, what okay. up? Greg Short. Hey, BYU football added Kainoa Fuiava to the list of signees yesterday. He's a 6'5", 295-pound defensive lineman from Downey, California. He makes 26 signees now in the class. Women's basketball keeps on rolling. Beat Pacific 67-57. Lexi Rydalch has set another new career high. Holy shnikes! She goes for 38. So she sets the career high 37 last week and outdoes herself on Thursday in that 10-point win over Pacific. BYU playing at St. Mary's. Huge game for Jeff Judkins' club for Eastern. You can watch it on the W.TV. They've won 18 of 19, 11 in a row, and Lexi Rydalch has scored 30-plus three games in a row. And Juddy told us on Tuesday, She's crushing it. if BYU beats St. Mary's on the road, they should be ranked. And I think they might be ranked. That'd be nice because BYU hoops being ranked hasn't happened in a couple of years for men and women. Yeah. And third-ranked men's volleyball hosts 10th-ranked Santa Barbara tonight. Big game in the MPSF from the Smithfield House tonight and tomorrow, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Setter Leo Durkin joins us at the bottom of the hour. Jerem Jordan, Steve Vale, Lauren Frankham on the call for BYU TV. Rise and shout on a Friday. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. All aboard! We know this was a big game, and not just because it was top 25 team or NCAA resume or whatever, but just because we need to get back up to the top of the conference. And I think that's the way we're approaching it. Uh, you know, we're really, I think these wins like this bring us closer as a team, and, and I think it'll help in the long run. BYU senior guard Chase Fisher and BYU beat 25th-ranked St. Mary's last night by 11 points, 70-59, to another double-digit victory in the Marriott Center for BYU. The Cougars now 11-0 on their home floor, 17-7 and overall, and rolling. All of a sudden have this new life to potentially win at least a share of the West Coast Conference title. They're 2-0 and against ranked teams this year, and they're back in the NCAA tournament conversation as an at-large or are they are you buying that let's find out engage BYU Sports Nation with today's Twitter question are you back on the BYU tourney train why or why not use the hashtag BYUSN this next account is a, a fake account for one Tanner Mangum at Tyler underscore Magnum yeah I never got off the train no bandwagon here all in baby use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in I uh I felt like it was going to be an uphill struggle, and now that BYU is back at home and winning and we're kind of seeing that, I'm back on with you. I, I don't know that I was, like, super off, but I, w- I was just kind of waiting. I'm on. I think, I think BYU is going to make the tourney because they play so many games at home. And now BYU has defeated the top-ranked team in the league, the second-best team in the league, and the team behind them in fourth. BYU can win in Vegas. I've never, I feel better about winning, BYU winning in Vegas than I did Jimmer Fredette's senior year. Because there's not a team in the way of BYU that I don't think, oh, they can't. It's going to be hard to beat that team. Last year I thought it's going to be hard to beat Gonzaga in Vegas, even though BYU won in Spokane. Gonzaga, to me right now, though, is still the best team in the league. They're playing like the best team in the league because you look at what St. Mary's has done the last two games. You are what you play like. They had to survive Pacific, and then they lost by 11 at BYU last night. Gonzaga's kind of on a tear. They're. 
they're just kind of mowing down opponents right now. So that game with BYU to close out the regular season. Oh, is my just, goodness. That, that could be for a, a conference championship. Seriously. I, that could it be a conference could. championship game, yeah. in essence. Big picture, best win of the season for BYU last night. Yes. They are 3-0 and in the critical back 10 that we profiled last week with wins, as Jaron mentioned, over St. Mary's and Pepperdine at home in the Marriott Center. And it has been an extreme advantage for BYU on their home floor. Coach Dave Rose uh, trying to figure out how he can get more of these home games. Listen to this. Feels better. Yeah, I'd like to figure out how to play all 18 of them at home. Yeah, can we get the West Coast Conference to let BYU play all conference games at home? And then, and then some, uh, who was it that said some Big East official? Yeah, the piece of work BYU uh, lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there'd, there'd be another piece of work comment. Yeah. They want to play 18 home games? St. Mary's has played 15. Yeah, BYU goes away for non-conference games. By the way, St. Mary's now 0-1 outside the state of California. How about and that? And 1-2 against the top other three teams in the West Coast Conference. And that one win was At Gonzaga home. blowing it uh, in free throws. So St. Mary's against the good competition in the league has not been good. BYU climbing their way back into the at-large conversation. 2-2 two two because they beat BYU in Oh, that's true. Yep. That's true. Climbing their way back into the NCAA tournament at-large conversation thanks to three magical letters. RPI. It's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. Jaron, this in from the news desk. BYU up six spots to number 50 in your Daily RPI Watch. Back to you. Thank you, Tom Broca. <laughs> we thought BYU would be a top 50 RPI team now, and they are. They're 50 on the button. The, the, the reason that BYU is not higher than St. Mary's, though, is because Pepperdine lost last night at home for the first time all year to Portland. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. So BYU probably would have climbed nine or ten spots, but Pepperdine, what is with Portland? The team that loses to San Diego wins at Pepperdine and has beaten BYU? Is there a more bipolar team in the West Coast Conference than Portland? Uh, BYU on the home and road, and home and road a little bit. Yeah, but BYU's playing better. BYU's playing better, and now, now they have Pacific tomorrow. They need to win that, and then they go on the road. A couple of games on BYU TV as well next week uh, in the Bay Area. So BYU's got to keep this going because the, I, I don't. I think they can afford maybe one. If they don't win the tournament in Vegas, I think BYU wins, needs to win out in the regular season. So the pressure's on. I mean, that was a must win for the NCAA tournament last night. It you, really was. Do you think that BYU feels like they shouldn't win every game from here on out after you, what they've done the past three games? There's only one game where BYU might not be the favorite the rest of the season. Maybe. Home against Gonzaga. Gonzaga. That's it. The rest of the games, the rest of the games, besides Gonzaga, BYU are against 200-plus RPI teams. Yes. You should win every single one of those. You can't afford you, – you could only afford potentially one loss. And to me, that's against Gonzaga at home, but then you've got to win in Vegas. <sighs> so. Ah, it's, it's tough. We're talking about BYU getting into the tourney. We don't talk about what it takes to not get in the tournament or NIT. That's not the standard. It's to get in the tourney. And what BYU did last night keeps them on the tourney Absolutely. train rails. They're here's the hat. Thank you. Here's the hat. Yep. It's going on again. And it's got to go sideways Listen, like a it, 90s boy band. That's what it, that's what it is, man. That's what it is. It's what it be. I want it that way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Is there a is there a bag to throw up in? Jeez. You love the Backstreet Boys. Come Everyone on, did man. when they were by themselves. Come on. BYU, here are the facts. A top 50 RPI team as of today. How about that, man? How about that? A top 50 RPI team. Okay, when we sit in jam- Okay, just Okay, note to self from the last 
three years, okay? In January or December, when BYU loses a game they shouldn't, quote-unquote shouldn't, don't get overly frustrated. Come on. Because. Have because I not been screaming this for is, the last two and a half years? What does Dave Rose do in February? W's. He wins. He and, wins big games. Yeah. So BYU figures it out. They play better. Okay. And, and Zach Selyus gets out there in his short shorts, hits a three, and everything's great, right? The thing is, I always wear Zach Selyus short shorts behind this desk. You just can't see. <laughs> you should never, ever, ever admit that. I just did. <laughs> how, how do we know otherwise? We've talked about the big picture, okay, and BYU. And the, they're in contention to win their first ever WCC title. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Because right now, BYU would not be in the NCAA tournament. Right now, BYU would not win the league. But BYU's pacing, trending... The Twitter terminology How do you towards that. How do you finish? Yeah. The committee is huge on what you do in February. I, I think it'll be tough for BYU to win an outright conference championship. I think if they do win the league, it would be a tie. But here's the sitch, people. If Gonzaga beats St. Mary's in Spokane and BYU beats Gonzaga in Provo and BYU wins out, BYU will own the tiebreakers and be the number one seed in Vegas. How, that would be unbelievable how because then that? they would play Pepperdine potentially in a semi instead of St. Mary's or Gonzaga, which you might need another one of those wins yeah. to get into the tournament. So it, I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure that's the best case scenario for BYU, we like which to, is weird. You want to win titles. We like to push it forward, but let's not ignore what BYU did in the individual game last night in terms of defense. There was an adjustment made in the second half by Dave Rose, and I heard this in the timeout when he implemented it. He said, okay, we're going to go 1-3-1, and then man, and then 1-3-1. We're going to mix these guys up. And St. Mary's, for the first time all year, and I've watched them play a few times, looked absolutely lost on the floor offensively for like four minutes, and that's when BYU made that run and got it by 13. Yeah, that 1-3-1 gave him problems. In, in the postgame, Chase Fisher, Dave Rose acknowledged that St. Mary's strength is ball screen offense. And against the 1-3-1 zone, especially what, how yeah, high BYU plays it, they couldn't do it. And so in the second half, they struggled to shoot the ball well. Some open looks, BYU uh, pressured at the rim. Corbin Kafusi will join us. He did that too. But they shot the ball so poorly. In fact, that's our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU held the nation's top shooting team, the the best team in America, to 23% shooting in the second half. And now, I don't want to give BYU 100% credit to that. St. Mary's just missed some open shots. But BYU did a nice job of turning the gales over and defending at the rim and getting rebounds. Are you back on the BYU tournament train? Why or why not? At Takia Shro says, if every tourney game was played in Provo, I would give them a great <laughs> shot. But it's not. Hashtag road struggles. BYU has three road games left. There's only three left. Can they get through that unscathed? If so, things are looking really good for BYU. Up next, sophomore center Corbin Kafusi did a little bit of everything last night. That's been the story his past three games. He joins us. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The Friday conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us if you don't already at BYU Sports Nation. Use that hashtag, BYUSN. BYU just beat St. Mary's. They play Pacific tomorrow at home, Saturday, 4 Eastern time. You can watch it on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio, another big game for the Cougars. That was kind of a tough matchup for BYU. They uh, opened it up at the end back there. I believe Pacific added a uh, post player that's made a difference for them. So check it out tomorrow afternoon. 
Are you back on the BYU basketball tournament train? Why or why not? This in from at SamWit12. Bought my ticket and am waiting at the station until after BYU plays the Zags at home. Are you on or not? February 27th is that game. Regular season finale, baby. Just get on the train. Joining us now, sophomore center of BYU basketball, Corbin Kafusi, for the second time, I believe, in a week. Corbin, yeah, welcome back to Studio week. B, man. Like, you guys can't get rid of me. Well, it worked out so well last time. I don't know if you were paying attention. Eight of ten from the free throw line and that win over Pepperdine mm-hmm. after you were on the show. <laughs> just saying. Could it not be the karma, Corbin? I'm just going to have to walk in this building all the time now. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. Come <laughs> hang out whenever you want, man. The karma in effect. So you know what? Let's go ahead and just give that to you right now for tomorrow's right, game. Yeah, right away. Off the top. Against Let's distribute the BYU Sports Nation karma. Thank you. Thank I, you. I see big things for you, and we'll talk about you in a second. But first, let's, let's talk about this. At Zach's Shorts. Someone created that last night. No, okay? they didn't. They said, I knew it, Jerem Jordan. You're part of the short shorts revolution. I said that for a long time I've been wearing short shorts behind this desk. It's, wow. it's just what I do. It's just what I do. What, he normally wears tights. Yeah, and, and so no, no one's noticed. Did he? Did he not? He wear didn't tights? last he didn't night. Have tights on last night. Yeah, so it, it looks say, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say if he does, if he doesn't wear his tights, then it's pretty noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with the tights on, he, you know, no one really cares. They're just like, oh, he's covered. <laughs> and, and he rolls them up. Like, yeah, like do you roll up your shorts? Or you like I, like shorts more? I can't say I do. You know, I think he might be coming after the Luke Worthington. Because I know Luke used a lot. That that's a year? dangerous place to go. He, yeah, he rolls them up at the waist twice, according yeah, to Dave Rose. Yeah, so right? you, can, you can kind of see, uh, I don't know, the tag or something hanging out. It's, it's cool, thing. they say. Is this something that you will implement at any point in your BYU basketball career? Um, in front of people, probably not. But <laughs> I think all of us in practice sometimes when we're just kind of messing around, everyone will pull up the shorts and okay. think that we're John Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing. <laughs> okay, seriously though, the last three games for you, listen to these numbers. A combined 29 points, 16 rebounds, five blocks. You've been really aggressive. What about your mentality has changed for you on the court over those last three games? Um, one thing that I, I know has changed for me is just the idea of you got to be productive. It's like when you get on the court, be more productive. And no one goes out there thinking, oh, I'm going to be. I'm not going to produce anything, but being a little bit more goal-oriented, like, okay, this is what I want to hit when I get on the court, having that in mind has helped a lot. What's the goal for you? I think the goal for me is I've, I always want to get a double-double because that's what's going to help our team the most. And, and uh, I think you've had about 10-5 and five the last three games. Another thing of note is that you have been to the free-throw line and made more free-throws and attempts uh, than anyone the last three games. What, what's it been like for you to get to the free-throw line more? Uh, it's it's been nice, you know. You go in there and because you don't want to go up and not get fouled and miss the shot. So when you get fouled, it's like okay, good, <laughs> get a chance to redeem that. So it's been nice to go to the free throw line. I heard Dave Rose address with you in a timeout last night, early in the second half. Okay, let's go one three one, then we'll go back to man. He he wanted to implement zone and man to man and kind of confuse St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. Was that like? lengthily discussed at halftime or, or when did that come about in the game plan um this whole week even last week with Pepperdine we've been working on changing defenses and so okay in practice we'll we'll do a setting where we're in a zone and then it's to the one through one and then back to man just because 
you know, when you have those timeouts or those situations where they're able to see what we're doing, we can change it on them. So we knew that they thought that we were going to be in a man. And so coach can just be like, okay, one, three, one, and no one's confused. Everyone can just go where they need to. They looked really disrupted last night. Yeah, they, could, they couldn't run their ball screen offense. At what point did you realize, okay, this is working? Yeah, I think, in fact, after that timeout, coach was like, okay, one, three, one, back to man. And then you just see coach like, stay in the one, three, one, because <laughs> it obviously was getting them. You out-rebounded St. Mary's by 11 total for the game. I think it was 44-33. Are coaches addressing specifics like that with you on a regular basis, just re- winning the rebounding battle? Yeah, rebounding's always been big for us, and whenever we win, we're out-rebounding teams. Like The percentages, there's such a high correlation between winning and our rebounding, and so every day we're kind of going over it a little bit. Every game plan has rebounding as one of the big things. How much tougher is it to rebound in a one-three-one when you're the one on the back end? It's it can be difficult, especially you know you might be running out to the corner, or even if you're down in the post, it's like oh I'm pushed under the rim. So you kind of have to find your way to hit someone. <laughs> what I really like about the way that you rebound too is you're not just going up and getting the rebound and then coming down and looking. You're kind of grabbing it in the air and then bringing it into your chest. Mm-hmm. almost to protect the ball. Is that something you're trying to do on purpose? Yeah, I think one thing that a lot of, especially here, I feel like in the WCC they do this a lot, is they try to strip you of the ball. And so you got to be strong with it. And I know the times where I don't bring it down or like try and you know hold it like a football or something else, something just close to your body, then they just take it away from you super easily. We've seen some interesting things, uh, something that I have never seen in a game this year from you, and that was you were denied a dunk by the net. What in the world happened on that play? Well, I don't even know because if you look at the replay, I look like a fool because I thought it was in. <laughs> Me and half my teammates are running down the court like, yeah, good job. <laughs> when it obviously didn't go in. Like Chase is yelling at me, it didn't go in. And I'm like, they gave me the points, man. It went they did. in. Yeah, yeah, they did initially. But someone told me that they put on new nets before the game or something like that. So there was a little bit tight. But it just was one of those things where, you know, it feels perfectly fine. It's that not, was so weird. Yeah, you'll see was, that once every 20 years or something. Yeah, like that's that. what like, the ref said. He's like, you'll never see that again. And I was yeah. like, dang yeah, it. Was, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> that was so odd. And luckily, the game wasn't in, you know, it, it wasn't close at that point. But, yeah, you go up to Duncan, and boom, it comes out, running up the court. Yeah, woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's a humbling factor. I was hoping to get on not top 10 with it. but <laughs> Yeah, you didn't, but Brandon Taylor did for uh, the foul last night for Utah against Oregon State. If you didn't see that, you got to check that oh, out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, had to throw that yeah, in. Yeah, got to get it in there. <laughs> had to do it. So, so last night we were talking about how that was, uh, in our opinion, the biggest win of the season. Mm-hmm. What was it like to play in a big game in front of a, a really good crowd and then win that game by double figures? It's it's an amazing like experience. The only way I can describe it is how you feel after cuz in the game, you know, you're just so focused on winning and then but then after like when you're in the showers or whatever, you just <laughs> you feel so emotionally drained. Like, I remember walking to my car I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to fall over. I'm like <laughs> going to pass out or something. I'm just drained." I I was in the uh I was in the media room and I I hadn't heard this before, but were you guys cranking the beats? In the yeah. locker room? Because the bass was thumping. Okay? <laughs> We've got a great bass in there. It's yeah. crazy. Who's the DJ in there, man? Uh, it depends on who's hooked up to the, to the Bluetooth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Who, who was last night? I think last night was Elijah Bryant. Okay. Red shirting? Yeah, red shirt. Wait, give us the Bluetooth, and then we'll play something from the court. Just one, just one time. 
Like, I don't know well, if that's a good they're, idea. Like, they're like, who's you know, playing Miley, Miley Cyrus? This Coach is Chase Fisher would like that, though, if we played Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, Coach might come in and like, be like yelling or something. Or yeah, <laughs> we Miley don't know. Cyrus came yeah. on. <laughs> Turn it down! <laughs> yeah. It could get pretty interesting. You know that'd be awesome. I saw Nate Austin <laughs> grab you in a, a friendly headlock right at the end of the game yesterday mm-hmm. and just really excited and, and say something in your ear. What? What were his words to you at that moment when you knew you were going to win? I can't remember exactly because Nate just says all he's he's so positive and just awesome. He's a great guy, but he was just talking about you're playing great. You know, he's like you're playing great, and he's like I can't. It's awesome when I can't get rebounds because you're getting them, or another guy can't get rebounds because you're getting them. Hmm. And he's just the man. I love that guy. That's great because you two have kind of swapped, you know, starting mm-hmm. at the five. And, and in fact, Nate even got pulled last night for Jacob Hartsock for matchups or whatever. Mm-hmm. What What's the chemistry like on this team right now? I think everyone wants to play with each other. You know, there's no me above you, you above me type of thing, clawing at each other for position. Now it's just we have to win as a team. And so since everyone recognizes that, everyone's happy for each other when we do good and when we have our downs, we're we're together in that. So I really love it. What's it like when you block a shot, whether it's a goaltend or not? Which maybe <laughs> which, there was one last night. It seemed like that was a goaltend, but it, and you, what's the, what's in that? my mind, I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, geez, like, <laughs> please don't call this. <laughs> well, they got it out of there, and the crowd goes nuts. And I imagine that's like, for a big guy, a block shot like that has to be like the ultimate energy boost. Oh, definitely. Block shots bring... I don't know. It's just it is the ultimate energy boost because there's nothing. I feel like it's like mano y mano when someone comes into the paint, and so when you can take them out of it, it's just you know it demoralizes them. Like if I get blocked, it's demoralizing, and so <laughs> demoralizes them and just puts you on a whole other level. And especially on the defensive end, where defense is all about energy, like it's one of those things that just really gets everyone going. Five blocks the last three games. Corbin, thanks for waking up this morning for uh, pulling yourself out of bed. I know you were tired, but uh, coming back to Studio B to get the karma and good luck tomorrow against Pacific. Thank you very much. Listen, don't question a man wearing a Dragon Ball Z t-shirt, okay? <laughs> Never do that. Don't question it. He will dominate you. Corbin, it's the first Dragon Ball Z uh, shirt on this set. <laughs> that is a fact. Hopefully thanks for not the time, last. man. Yeah. <laughs> up next, we continue with our game day interviews. Leo Durkin of BYU Men's Volleyball in Studio B to make his show debut. The Cougars taking on Santa Barbara tonight. Another opportunity to take on a top 10 team. Yeah, Corbin Kafusi has a middle blocker. I think that would be good. Woo! Did you Can play you volleyball ima- ever? Can you imagine? Around? Never. Six <laughs> ten middle blocker. I, w- I want to see Corbin as a middle blocker. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome tonight. Leo Durkin coming up. Next. Welcome back on a Friday, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is a game day. That's right. Third-ranked BYU men's volleyball after being away the last two weekends is back home. They play uh, 10th-ranked UC Santa Barbara. Big match tonight and tomorrow, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. BYU men's basketball knocked off their second-ranked team this season, besting 25th-ranked St. Mary's 70-59. to The seniors Chase Fisher and Kyle Collinsworth were huge, combining for 36 points. 
Tomorrow, BYU hosting Pacific 4 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU football added Kainoa Fui... Fuiava? Fuiava. Fuiava to the list of signees. He's 6'5", 295-pound defensive lineman from Downing, California. He makes 26 signees in the class. How about BYU women's basketball? 11 straight wins after last night's 67-57 win against Pacific. Their star, Lexi Rydalch, outdid herself again. 38 points, setting a new career Crushing high. it. They're at St. Mary's in a huge game with WCC title implications tomorrow, 4 Eastern on the W.TV. And as mentioned, third-ranked men's volleyball in action tonight against Santa Barbara. Watch it on BYU TV, 9 Eastern. Speaking of that game, our second guest of the day, sophomore setter Leo Durkin. Good to have you in Studio B, Leo. Yeah, it's good to be here. Okay, Santa Barbara, and your home. It's good to have BYU volleyball back home. For you playing in the Smithfield House, and for those maybe that don't understand the dynamic of playing in the Smithfield House, what is it like as a player? Um, well, you got about 5,000 people all screaming in your direction, so it's uh, sometimes going to be pretty loud. Uh, the energy is always amazing. Um, I mean, BYU have had a pretty good record at home, and uh, I attribute that largely to our fan base. It's, it's fun. That's the bottom line, right? It's just, it's just fun because you typically win. You typically, everyone has a great time. I've challenged a bunch of people. Like, if you haven't been to a men's volleyball match or watched, just, just try it because you'll get hooked, I promise. Now, uh, you're able to come back home. Describe to us kind of um, the difference between going on the road and elevation and all that and then playing at home. Well, elevation, I mean the, the common like, stigma about playing in California is the ball moves a little bit more. The air is a little thicker down there closer to the water. Uh, up here, a lot of teams have trouble serving just because of the fact that that ball just doesn't stop moving. And, uh, I mean, the ways are always tough. You know, you're traveling, you're, you know, on a plane, you know, different time zones, stuff like that. But, you know, we get used to it. We're good about it. Let's talk about your nickname, LD4. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like a Star Wars character almost. <laughs> well, you're, you're the fourth, right? Yeah, I am. So uh, I'm Leo William Durkin the fourth. Uh, so it's it's been a it's quite the namesake, and so Jerem just thought it sounded catchy. LD four man, it's a, you're you're referencing BB eight, yes, I think, right? LD four, LD four. He's not robotic yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was, good, that was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, are you okay with LD four? I think it sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll go with it. D- describe to us our, uh, the journey for you to become the starting setter at BYU. Um. Wow. Uh, we don't have like 20 minutes per no, se, but no. no. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Came in freshman year uh, before my mission and was just like, what in the world have I gotten myself into? Uh, pretty undersized, per se. You know, BYU's got a pretty big, big roster. Uh, when I got back off my mission, it just was catching up. That's basically it. And I uh, started the season with the new new coaching staff, I felt like I had an opportunity just to really push myself, and that was basically it. What was that like coming home from your mission with a brand-new staff? I mean, it's, it's an adjustment in and of itself just to get yourself back in game form, but you have a new staff as well. So what was that like? Um, different dynamic. Uh, different culture, different team, it felt entirely. I thought it was a, a good thing. What would you say is the biggest difference between the two staffs? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the... Uh, we're just we're held accountable. We work hard, uh, and uh, I don't know. There's a lot of with like Luca, Slave, and stuff. There's a lot of fire in practice. Sometimes it's uh, it's good. There's a lot of neon too, right? Neon? With Sean, 
Oh, yeah. He, yeah. A lot of colors. Neon King. I, I've been trying to tally up how many different pairs of shoes he has. It's um, amazing. I, I haven't been able to keep track. I think I've lost count a couple times. I've, I've never seen a repeat, I don't think. So there's, there's, you mentioned Sean, you mentioned Luca, and then Jalen Reyes, who was a libero the last four years, is now a coach. What's that like, uh, having a former teammate, now a coach? Does he really yeah. have the respect to, like, <laughs> like, come on, I know you. Like, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah, absolutely. Jalen. Uh, he's not in the room or anything right now. No, either. he's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's an amazing pastor. He's helped out the liberos a ton. Uh, me personally on the sidelines during matches. He's helped me, you know, what's working, what's not working as far as the, our tactics on offense. So he's great. There's nothing more awkward than talking about someone to someone else in front of them. Tread, it's like, like, tread, you, tread lightly, yeah, have, Leo. Have you done that before? It's like the, it's, it's one of the most awkward things. You just had to do that. We, like, set you up <laughs> to do that. Yeah. You may have noticed you have some high jumpers on your team between Ben Patch and Jake Langlois. Can you, can you set the ball too high for those guys? Um. Well, I mean, yeah, it's possible, but I mean, I. It's probably hard to do, right? Hard to do. Yeah, I'd have to, like, throw it into the stands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like adjusting to that? Um, you know, the uh, start of the season in practices, it was, I was getting a lot of higher, higher, Leo, set the ball higher, higher. And then sometimes I'll still get that, you know, but uh, it's great. You just kind of, it's a different set completely. You know, some guys um, are a little more grounded, but those guys just elevate, so. You just chuck the ball up there. What's it been like uh, from the beginning of the season? You're the number one preseason team. You're the unanimous number one team after the first weekend to stumbling at home against Stanford. Uh, you know, you split with Long Beach. Kind of an adjustment in, in terms of, okay, it's a, it's a marathon, right? It's, a, yeah. it's not a sprint. Yeah, I mean, a uh, good expression I like is how to eat an elephant one bite at a time. Uh, those weekends were great opportunities for us to, uh, to learn how to manage energy um, and just – you know, have clear goals, you know, and, and prepare ourselves the right way on game day and all that stuff. Where do you feel like this team has grown the most between that first match and now here as you get ready to take on Santa Barbara? Um, I would say our serving. Uh, I mean, we had a lot of errors at the beginning, and uh, this last weekend with UCI, I think we, on our Saturday night, we had five serving errors. So we've really take, you know, taken ownership over our service game. What, do you, uh, what have you guys done to try and adjust to maybe the elevation here? Because this is the first time in a couple of weeks since those Stanford matches. Uh, just the week leading up, we've just been serving past practice. You know, that's, that's it. Just, but, I mean, it feels like it's, it's coming home. So, I mean, it's like riding a bike. Yeah. You just get back in it. It's an interesting dynamic because you would assume, like, oh, we're comfortable with this. Yet you want to be aggressive but not overly aggressive and miss. How do, you, how do the guys manage that dynamic, especially the guys that jump serve? Um. Well, I mean, I don't know how to read minds. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Um, Tell us what Ben Patch is thinking right now. Go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Ben Patch, he just got to get he's, – he's just focused on getting at that ball high. Mm-hmm. You know, that's – if he can get up on top of the ball, up 12 feet where he belongs, uh, he's going to be fine. 12 feet. <laughs> Sophomore setter Leo Durkin, or as Jerem has now dubbed him, LD4. And it's approved. And it yeah, has been approved by the man. Not, not necessary, but nice. He's with us here in Studio B on a game day for BYU, the third-ranked Cougars, taking on 10th-ranked UC Santa Barbara tonight on BYU TV 9 Eastern. You can watch that game with Jerem Jordan, Steve Vale, and Lauren Frankham on the call. Who has the biggest personality of this team inside the locker room? Inside the locker room? Um, ben Patch. Yeah, he's he's a funny guy. Even on and off the court, 
you know, we always have a little fun with him. So he's a good guy. What does he do that's fun? Um, him and Evan, just on the team. Whenever we're, like, on trips or whatever, they're just always dancing, goofing off, you know. So it's always just funny just watching them. I always imagine what you guys are saying when you come in. To, there's so many points, right? Yeah. Like, if you play a five-set match, you know, it's like 100-plus little huddles, mm-hmm. right? How, how much actual conversation can you have in there other than, let's go, let's go, side, uh, side out, side out? Sometimes, you'll, you know, you'll have a little direction, you know. You'll, sometimes we'll talk about blocking assignments, who's up front, you know, stuff like that. It's good to be, you know, proactive with those huddles, you know, kind of get you focused for the next point. Do you ever say anything, like, weird just to mix it up? Yeah. Like, like a movie quote or something, like – Oh, no, no, no. But something weird will happen, you know, like someone will like dive and like do something goofy. And so then we'll bring it and be like, hey, this happened. Everyone will laugh and then we'll just go back. So. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. And then you break. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Leo, great to have you in Studio B. Uh, let's go ahead and distribute the karma to Leo Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeremy, you're the voice of BYU Men's Volleyball. Explain the dynamic of the karma. You come on, you're a good player already, but you come on the show, you have a better match than you would have. There have been many instances of athletes coming in here, and then all of a sudden they do just awesome things. So now you have the karma for tonight. I appreciate that. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> tonight, 9 Eastern, BYU against Santa Barbara. There's also a Gregorian chant playing in the background. It's just this yeah. thing we do. We tried to get the BYU men's chorus to record that. They would not do it. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted too much, and we didn't have the budget for it. Leo, we would also like you to sign our flag before you go. I would love to. Good luck tonight against uh, Santa Barbara. Thank you, guys. You know who Leo was roommates with? Dan Reynolds' brother of Imagine Dragons. What? We didn't even have time to talk about that. He probably gets all these tickets. LD4 is the real rock star yeah, here. You're our Imagine oh, yeah. Dragons tickets yeah. guy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Up next, women's tennis on display, Lauren Jones-Spencer. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you happen to miss an episode of this show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern. You can also download the podcast. Here's the weekend for BYU uh, TV broadcast. So tonight, BYU men's volleyball, third-ranked team playing 10th-ranked UC Santa Barbara. That's on BYU TV tonight. Tomorrow, 4 Eastern time, men's hoops against Pacific. Uh, as BYU continues their uh, home play against West Coast Conference foes, trying to get to a four-game win streak. Then at 9 Eastern time, game two between Santa Barbara and BYU men's volleyball. So three broadcasts uh, coming up tonight and tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night. Are you back on the BYU basketball tournament train? That is our Twitter question today. Why or why not? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Guest number three on a busy Friday is the women's tennis head coach, Lauren Jones-Spencer. Lauren, welcome to Studio B. Thanks for having me. What do you have there? I brought you guys some uh, posters. One's signed and one's not. So oh, you guys can nice. fight over yeah. the signed poster. I'll, I don't get, know I'll, I'll get the signed Here's one. Here's one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we have some sort of competition. Yeah, we'll, Let's go play tennis. Uh, there you go. Well, you lived in Pump Springs for four years, that so I, you're going to crush me. That I did. What is it? Indian, Indian Wells? Indian Wells. Indian Wells. They have a, they have a good tournament out yeah, there. Yeah, my jam. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah awesome. very nice. I'll, I'll show this so we can see it. Okay. Yeah, we'll put this up. We'll put this up uh, on the set here. Fantastic. Yeah, I you have came, more, you I came have prepared. Oh, you yeah. have something else. So I heard you guys like swag and, you know, like uh, gear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't know if you guys would be able that to fit into Spencer. something That fits like Spencer this. perfectly. <laughs> That's amazing. And he wears those all the time. So I don't know which one of you oh, wants that. Yeah. But oh, we'll put we'll it on the set. Along. Yeah, we'll put it on the set. Thank Jared's you. Jared's pretending like he doesn't want this. He's like, I'm taking that after the well, show. Well, you get all the shirts, <laughs> shooting shirts. He's going to play church ball in this thing. Rec League. The Provo High Monday night.
Well done, Lauren. You yeah. should come on the show more yeah, often. Yeah, we, lo- yeah, we love anytime. having you on. Yeah. It's anytime fantastic. you want to bring free stuff, hey, we're cool with that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. first home match of the season this weekend against Denver, and I was wondering this this morning. We come from the basketball game last night, and it's such a crazy environment in the Marriott Center, and I'm like, does tennis, does tennis experience a home court advantage, at least mentally? Like, the players are like, yeah, I'm on my court, so we're going to play better. Is, does that exist, or, or is it not really relevant? Yeah, definitely. A big advantage for us is high altitude. So teams coming into high altitude, tennis balls tend to, like, fly more in high altitude, so it's a good advantage for us. Uh, and also we have a good crowd that comes out. You know, it's a little bit more traditional, a little more quiet but than a basketball game, but it's, it's still the fans get into it, and it's, it's great to be playing at home. Uh, and I assume the indoor courts, right? Yes. Uh, given yes, we don't the, play uh, outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a little too snowy. Yeah. That one was so <laughs> obvious. It was a horrible question. Uh, did you? I think you were a player at BYU when we were both students here. Did uh-huh. you ever envision you'd be the head coach? I didn't. I didn't really. It kind of just happened. I became the assistant coach after, started coaching right out of college, and then the opportunity came up and got the job, and it's been awesome. I love it. You mentioned elevation. I can imagine that for the West Coast Conference teams that have to come to Provo, yeah. that, that would be kind of a, a big deal. So yes. what, kind of, what kind of things do you see happen when Pepperdine and LMU and those teams are coming to Provo? Well, our travel partner is San Diego. So they're supposed to go to San Diego and then come up to us, which is going low to high. And so usually they try to reschedule us and kind of rearrange the whole schedule so they can have more time to adjust. But, yeah, I mean, they, they tend to hit a lot of balls out at first and kind of, yeah. It just tends to fly here. So they don't like coming and playing here off of such a short notice, I guess, or such a short time to practice. Are you better than your players? I don't know about right now. I haven't played for a while. I usually just kind of walk around and coach, Mm. but uh, I won't answer that one. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about some of those individuals. Uh, One name in in specific, Natella, is it Nabieva? Yes. Okay, she's from Uzbekistan. Mm -hmm. How does the recruiting process begin for one in Uzbekistan. So she actually came over to Florida from Uzbekistan when she was younger. I think she was like 14 years old to train at the Boletari Academy. And so she trained there and then she actually went to a junior college in Florida, which is where we found her and brought her over here. So this is her first semester here at BYU. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to imagine justifying the recruiting trip to Uzbekistan. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't go there. Yeah, we, we can justify Florida and Hawaii, but not Uzbekistan. <laughs> I think. Um, who who are your favorite tennis players on the men and women's side? Uh, I have I have I have old favorites. I love Pete Sampras. He's like my yeah. ultimate favorite. I like Federer. Um, women's side, I, I don't know. I don't like have like a set favorite. I, I like a lot of them. I like to watch Serena play. She's pretty dominant. Uh, but Kerber beat her recently, which was awesome to watch. Angelique Kerber. Yeah, she did really good. Came all the way through after almost losing in the first round. And then, uh, yeah, so I just I watch a lot. I don't really have a favorite now, but growing up, Pete Sampras was like my ultimate favorite. Jeremy, I'll buy you lunch if you can tell me the country of origin for Angelique Kerber. Oh, clearly that is um, that is Germany. Das ist Germany. Tim Dabat. Lauren, that helps a whisper the answer in his ear. Doesn't yeah. count, man. Yeah. That doesn't count. You're right. That was cheating. <laughs> I'll report myself to the honor code office. Lauren Jones Spencer, the women's tennis head coach of BYU, with us <laughs> in Studio B. As you look at the two matches or the two sets that you have played uh, against Virginia and Maryland uh, from a coaching perspective, what did you learn in those first two contests against a really traditional powerhouse Virginia and then the win over Maryland? Yeah, so Virginia was, you know, we went in to play them first, our first match of the season on their home courts. They were seven in the nation. 
they're they're a great team, and so it kind of just taught us and kind of showed us where we want to kind of be at. And kind of, you know, they're they're awesome. They they were very aggressive. They stayed up on that baseline, and it kind of just showed us how we kind of wanted to play and kind of you know what we need to do, kind of moving forward. And so we kind of took that into Maryland, and we came out in singles and just did awesome. And uh, Maryland's a great team as well, but we fought hard and came out with a win against them. So tomorrow's first home match. Uh, we'll give you a chance to go ahead and plug that. And then for those that aren't local, how can they maybe participate in BYU Women's Tennis? Yeah, so we play tomorrow at noon uh, on the indoor courts, not the outdoor. Thank goodness. Yeah, but we also have live streaming. So you can go on our website oh, nice. and kind of live stream from any court. So like, I think you can go one court, one, two, three, or four, and watch any of the courts you want to watch if you're not local. Very nice. Yeah. Have you ever commentated a tennis match? Jim? No, no. I've not, well, here's my play-by-play. Are you ready? There it was. Because <laughs> you, you don't talk. you got to set it up. I know you set it up, but I mean yeah. the actual play-by-play. Nothing. Because you just watch. You hear the... Whoosh, whoosh, yeah, the and then you hear the clapping. The sound yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a point. 40 love. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Think we have a future in that, Lauren? Oh, you might. I okay. don't know. We'll She's see. not impressed by what we I know. Just <laughs> She's like, get him out of here. <laughs> Thank you for the swag. Uh, yeah. We have a couple of requirements for all of our new guests. Um, the first is we like to distribute BYU Sports Nation karma. Okay. So whether you want it or not, you will good, take it. Good vibes. And your team, team will perform well good because good. of it. Awesome. And we'd like you to sign our stretch white flag as well. All right. Maybe a third one, too. Bring some more swag. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the swag you brought. I want to emphasize that part. Right yeah, oh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. Lauren Jones-Spencer of BYU Women's Tennis, the head coach. They take on... Denver tomorrow in the indoor course. I didn't realize they had streaming, so that's cool. So if you're local, you can go hang out uh, noon Mountain Time tomorrow to uh, Eastern. If not, you can you can stream. You can watch. That's great. Go to the women's tennis match. Is it on BYUcougars.com? Is that where you go? To yeah, stream? so you can find it on our website, on, okay. our, on our homepage. And there's a women's tennis Twitter as yep. well. That you we have follow. a Twitter. We have an Instagram account, Facebook. Awesome. You can follow us on all, all three of those. What are you doing Sweet. before the basketball game tomorrow? Watching women's tennis. There you go. It works out, yeah, right? Come yeah. to us first and we have free pizza. Free and then, pizza? And then you go to the basketball game. You buried the lead. <laughs> free pizza. We whip it next. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Nothing weird here. Let's whip it. <laughs> It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. The Cougars beat 25th ranked St. Mary's 70 to 59. Chase Fisher and Kyle Collinsworth combined for 36 points. No, I don't have that women's tennis uh, jersey on right now. Cougars tell Pacific at 4 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio tomorrow. You said it would fit me, dude. Christopher Chosich wore a jersey like this. <laughs> women's Basketball. The Cougars took down Pacific. 67-57 thanks to 38 points and a new career high from Lexi Rydalch. She's pacing to be an All-American. BYU plays at St. Mary's for Eastern on the W.TV tomorrow. Volleyball. Third-ranked men's volleyball hosts 10th-ranked Santa Barbara tonight and tomorrow, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Football. Can you breathe in that thing, dude? Barely. <laughs> Is this bulletproof? BYU football added Kainoa Fuiava to the list of signees. 6'5", 295-pound defensive lineman from Downey, California, and Warren High School. He makes 26 signees in the 2016 class. SB Nation, by the way, ranks BYU number five among non-P5 recruiting classes behind Boise State. The last two years. Houston, UCF, and USF. Track and fill. The men's team is in action at the New Mexico Collegiate Classic today. The women are at Idaho State. Don't sleep on Idaho State. They're next. Today for the Mountain States Games. Tennis. 
undefeated men's tennis at Air Force. Tonight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. The women's tennis team, as we just mentioned, hosting Lauren Jones-Spencer, their coach, hosting Denver tomorrow at the indoor courts at BYU 2 Eastern. You can stream that on BYUcougars.com. Gymnastics. Big meet at Alaska. The whole state. They're taking on everybody for the Cougars tomorrow (laughs) at 11 Eastern. Jimmer. The Westchester Knicks and their three-point contest representative all-star, Jimmer Fredette, face off against the Sioux Falls Skyforce tonight at 7 Eastern. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays is three under and tied for 12. What was that? Zach Blair is six under for the day, three over overall, and tied for 115th in the second round of the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Spencer, back to you. Your favorite golf tournament, the Waste Management Garbage Open. Get it? (laughs) (laughs) I have have jokes for days. Oh, my goodness. You know what? This also looks fun. This last part is just for you, Jerem. Countdown to the Wildcats. 210. (laughs) Why? That's what I think of that. Why? Why are you spitting water? Oh, I kind of got it on the poster (laughs) Lauren gave us. Shoot. You ruined the poster. No, it's all good. It's all good. We'll figure it's it out. It's a sign that you should not sabotage the can. You saboteur. Saboteur. There's the same amount of liquid over here just from you spinning during the show. It's oh, all good. Would you it's calm down. Equal. Uh, no, I wish we we're gonna take we're gonna take pictures of this on Twitter. There's so much water on that side of the set. What do you think was gonna Ew! happen? I spit it out. Gross. Rudy, man. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? Lexi Rydell. She's crushing it. 38 points. I can't say this with a straight face with this on. 38 points, 30 plus the last three games. She's been fantastic. I just like, You should stand up and wear that for a second for those that are watching on, on BYU TV. No. With my Zach Selyus shorts? Never, no, this is yeah, you've not, never not a good look Zach for me. Zach Selyus short shorts and your women's tennis Uniform. Yeah, someone at Big DXPC said, it is time for Jerem Jordan to shave his head. I'm not <laughs> shaving my head. Why would I shave my head? Our elite tweet of the day from at Tyler underscore Magnum <laughs> answering this. Are you back on the BYU tournament train? Why or why not? He says, I never got off the train, man. No bandwagon here. All in, baby. We need more of Tyler Magnum. No, Tanner Mangum. <laughs> Thanks to Corbett Capusi, Leo Dirk, and Lawrence Jones Spencer, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Can't believe you ruined the poster. I did not ruin All the All the sabotage the countdown. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Jack DeMooney. BYU Sports Nation back to work on Monday at noon Eastern. Bye.